Welcome to this episode of the She Scales podcast. I'm very excited because this is episode 30, you guys. 3-0. Feels like just a minute ago that I started this podcast and I'm absolutely loving it. Like this is my new business baby. The baby within the bigger business. I absolutely love recording these podcast episodes for you. And I love it even more when people just drop into my DMs randomly to say, Sarah's I was listening to your podcast and this episode really landed for me. Or I love this episode. Or when you share it to your stories. Like, I really, really love to see you guys loving the podcast and laughing along or telling me when it caught you off guard. So yeah, keep enjoying, keep sharing the love. Um, and actually, one more thing before we dive into this juicy episode, this is going to be a very tips and actionable episode before I do. Um, I just happened to notice that last week's episode has got a really high number of views. And obviously, last week's was a little bit different because it was all about how to plan for your first long haul trip as a solo female. So more travel related, more logistics, what to expect, and a little bit of storytelling about my own experiences with a lot of solo travel. It seems like you guys are really loving that. So let me know if you want more stuff like that, That's as you're scaling and putting more international trips on your radar, if there's more events that you're looking to go to this year, let me know, because I love seeing that you guys love that. I was like, oh, interesting. So yeah. That to one side, welcome to the She Scales podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the four actions you need to do to sign consistent clients. If you are not making consistent money within the business or signing clients consistently, then there's a gap somewhere in your daily actions. So it is fixable. That is the good news. It's that you're doing all the right. In fact, let me just let me just change that. You're putting in a lot of energy, which is great. You're working really hard. However, if you're not making consistent money or signing consistent clients, then your energy currently isn't being spent in the best ways. It's good, but it could be better. And that's what we want to do. We want to realign you so that you're on the right track so that your efforts can be making you money. At the end of the day, you're here. And until you're growing your team, And even if you are growing your team, your business as a CEO, your focus needs to be on driving the business forward, increasing your revenue, increasing your profits. And so if there's currently, if it's not quite where you would like it to be, here we go. Here's the four step framework that you need to follow every single day to be making more money and signing consistent clients. As you're scaling and you're filling all the spots in your product suite, this is going to require you to work smarter, not harder. Because as you're bringing in one-to-many offers, you're bringing in new types of offers, whether it's like a digital offer or you're bringing in a course or you're serving people in a luxury VIP day or just bringing in these new offers that enable your business to scale, but you you are able to serve your clients at a much higher level and increase your impact and serve more clients as you grow the business you're going to need to find ways to work smarter, not harder. If you currently feel like you're at a cap, that's not a good way to be. Your time is your most expensive asset. So if you're busy doing all of the things and the, the things that you're spending your time on aren't things that are making you money, then we need to tweak that. So it's not that you're doing things wrong. It's just that you're focusing your attention in the areas that aren't the most profitable. So Let's get into it. Okay, your four-step framework. Print this out, put it on the wall, write it on your whiteboard, put it on a post-it note, save it as your background, 
wherever you're going to see it regularly so that this can be in your daily habits. These things are non-negotiables. These are things that you're doing consistently every single day. The, the, honestly, the way to get consistent clients and consistent money is to be doing these things like it's a no-brainer because you're a business owner. And so when you do these things consistently, that's where compound interest starts to build up because you do these things as a non-negotiable. People see you doing them every single day. And so that's where, yes, you can do things to, you know, sell a specific offer and you know you're going to sign clients to that offer. But what I'm speaking about is when you get the random people that come in seemingly from left field and you're like, what, where on earth did you come from? And those ones that come out of the blue are because you've been doing the work consistently over days and they've seen you doing it. And it just so happened that the thing you did on one specific day or one specific piece of content was the thing that they needed to hear one last time before they were ready. And this is why I want to detach you from the outcome and actually get you focused on the process. Because if you fall in love with the process, the outcomes will happen anyway. And you'll have far less attachment to how can I sign clients today? And you have far more attachment to I'm going to keep showing up and putting the reps in regardless and just improve my ability to do the reps because then the results will come. Yeah? So this is going to be your rep count. Here are the four types of exercises that you're going to do within the business to get consistent clients and make consistent money. Alrighty, let's get into it. Number one, cash. Cash. What you focus on grows. So if you don't feel like there's enough cash flow coming through the business... Honey, what have you not been focusing on? <laughs> if you want to be signing new clients, making more money, it starts with you having a daily bird's eye view on the blood flow of the business. Your cash flow is your blood flow. So number one needs to be prioritizing your money-making activities. If you're not making enough cash, it's because you're not focusing on activities that directly bring money into the business. Either they directly generate cash or they directly bring clients into the business. So it's likely that you're spending a lot of time on things that don't bring money or clients into the business. So number one is prioritizing your money-making activities. Now on the back of that, it's not just enough to be good at making money, although that is a very, very valuable skill, of course. But don't let it stop there. Make sure that you're monitoring your existing cash flow. So that, yes, you've got a high focus on what money's coming in. What money's coming in, cash flow queen. <laughs> Apologies, I don't know why I did that. Ah, singing with Sarah. Um, <laughs> so you're focusing on your money-making activities. Number two within the cash flow bit is monitoring your cash flow. Knowing what's coming in and going out. This is really, really key to having a healthy business and honestly being a really good CEO, having a clear, you know, whether you are a spreadsheet person, whether you're a tech person, whatever software it is you use, as long as you have got eyes on the business at all times and you know exactly what's coming in, what's going out, when, and you're never caught short. It's not a good enough excuse if somebody paid you late and that's the reason why you're paying somebody else late. That's not the standard that we are setting. No, no. Come on now. 
as the CEO of a scaling business, you never want to be caught short, even if other people pull short on you. You know, whatever standards other people hold themselves to is none of your business. If you are prioritizing good cash flow and you're managing your money well, then even if other people drop the ball, it doesn't affect you because you are looking after yourself well. So underneath cash, number one, I'm going to give you a little um, little tip here. All the four things start with C. So this is really easy to remember. So cash is cash, number one. Okay, so focus on your money-making activities. Focus on the things that directly bring money into the business. You already know what those things are for you. You already know what's worked in the past. You know what generates money. You've got an existing client list. You know the things, but I would encourage you to think outside the box. What are other things outside of the things that you usually do? You know, you've got your go-tos. I'm sure that you do those every day anyway. If you don't, this is your sign too. But outside of your usual go-tos, what are ways that you've brought money into the business before? Or if you're looking to expand the ways that generate money or clients, what are some activities that directly would allow you to sign clients or make money? Because on some days, it might not be a case of you're signing new clients, but that you are checking your cash flow and you've noticed that somebody is late paying you. So a money-making activity on that day is going to be taking care of the, the money that's not in the business that should be. So maybe it's chasing up on an unpaid invoice or an overdue payment, or maybe a client's payment has bounced and there needs to be a change of um, payment details, for example. So always keeping a daily eye on your cash flow. This is a good habit to build, even if you're either newer into business or you're not signing a high volume of clients. For example, if you sign, let's say, three or four high ticket clients per month, and so there's only three or four good level payments coming into the business, that's fine. Still have a good, if not daily, look at your cash flow because this is a good habit to build. If you are looking at your cash flow daily, you know exactly the dates of those payments when they're coming in. That's going to help you to prioritize what are the payments going out? What are either subscriptions that I've got or investments that I can make or what am I planning for? Is there either a trip or a brand shoe or am I building up a a good pot behind me now because I'm looking to make a new high level investment? As long as you've got a really good eye on your cash flow daily of what's coming in and what's going out, you're going to be far better able to manage the business well. So there we go. Number one, cash flow. What you focus on grows. Knowing what's coming in, going out is the key to a healthy business. Number two is content. Now, this one cannot be underestimated. Cannot be. Because this one is so key to your cash flow. Yes, you're going to focus on money making activities, but your content is the magnet that is bringing people to you. This is the whole point of attraction marketing. If you're not either doing content at all or not doing it very well, you're going to be left in a position where if people aren't being naturally attracted to you, then you're going to need to go and do outbound sales if you're going to grow the business. So you're going to have to rely on other things like paid ads or cold DMs or 
going old school and doing like leaflets or pitching in Facebook groups or whatever it is, you're going to need to do outbound activities. Whereas when you can master content, you're basically putting out a free invitation across social media that is going to speak to your ideal client. Imagine you're hosting a party and your business is the party. Your content is the invitation that you get to put out online for free to invite the people that you want to your party. What a fucking great opportunity. I swear people do not appreciate what a gift that is. Like, you get to send out free invites, unlimited times, every single day to bring more people to your party. And you don't even have to pay a subscription for that. You don't have to pay to use social media. How incredible an opportunity. If you're someone that has caught themselves complaining about creating content, I would just want to invite you to reflect on that little reframe. This is a free service that you get to use for your business. You get to profit from social media that is free to use. You get to market your business for free. We are in a time that previous generations would kill for that opportunity because they would have had to spend so much money in marketing to be able to send out leaflets, flyers, advertise. Before the days of the internet, people would have had to do either send their salespeople doing door-to-door sales or post or pay for adverts in magazines and uh, local newspapers and things. So just reflect on what an incredible opportunity you've got. You get to grow your business and market for free. And not only that, But it's not even like you're paying, or sorry, getting for free, but it's not even like the potential viewership of any one post is capped. It's literally unlimited. All you need to do is post. Like, how freaking incredible. So just remember that if you ever caught yourself complaining, like, it is a gift that no other generation of business owner has ever had. This is your untapped potential. And I want to share something as well. Because when there's a lot of business owners who are very, very successful, but they might have really high outgoings because they've not leveraged content as much as they could have. And so, yes, of course, you can pay. You can pay high ads. You can pay for your stuff to be featured in places. You can pay for features in magazines. Of course, you can pay your way to play anywhere. That will always be the case. But if you're trying to run a high profit margin business, then you need to get good at content. That is a non-negotiable. Quality and quantity. Your content is your unpaid salesperson working for you 24-7. Alrighty. So that little pitch about content to one side, here's how to create content that bangs and actually works as your unpaid salesperson. I'm going to talk about types in a second. What I am going to say before we get into that is having a strong design and format. This applies regardless of which platform you're using for your social media marketing. Because if you're on TikTok, in fact, this format is the same across any. It's strong hook with a bingeable topic. The overall format being hook, value, summary, call to action. The structure or design of it being easy to read, have good contrast and lighting, 
large, easy to read text and bingeable text and clean, uncluttered space. Those four things will apply regardless of whether you're doing text-based posts, whether you're doing video posts, whether you're on TikTok, Insta, LinkedIn, Pinterest, wherever you are, it needs to be strong bingeable topic, hook value summary call to action, easy to read, good contrast, good lighting, and simple, clean, good white space, not too busy. Those are the key design and formatting things. Now that to one side, your types, your actual content types. I have more than this. And if you've bought my unlimited content matrix, you'll know this. Um, But if you were to only focus on four things, it would be these. Number one, authority. This is the why you content. This is the big dick energy. Why should we care about you? What have you done? What have you achieved? What do we need to know about you that makes you head and shoulders above everybody else in your industry? I want you to bring your big dick energy. And I was speaking to someone recently, if you're listening, hey girl, (laughs) who was telling me about some of the things that she'd done in her past that she'd never spoken about in her content. And it was only when she was listening to my podcast, which talked about how to position yourself as an authority, that she realized how much good stuff she was sat on that she'd never brought into her content. And so if you're listening, hey, hey. (laughs) But if you're listening to this and you know that either you've worked with high profile people before, you've worked with high profile brands before, you've achieved things in your past that are notable achievements, that even if it's from a different industry, the fact that you achieved that accolade is something that your ideal client would be impressed by and more likely to want to hire you because of it. So what have you achieved? What have you done? Whether it's a qualification, whether it's an unusual experience, whether it's a very rare opportunity, think about what is in your background that we need to know about. Bring some of that forward. Your authority content is why you. So yes, some of that is going to be past skills, past experiences, But it's also going to be how that has shaped what you do and how you do it now. So some content specific types would be um, most people think this. I disagree. Here's why. So I'm just going to say podcast producer because this person's on my mind now. Um, Most podcast producers think that you need to do X, Y, Z. I disagree. Here's why. And then you could go into why your personal experience has meant that you have a different opinion on something that is popular within the industry or that most people do. You see how you can position yourself away from the crowd by using your own unique experience and someone can read that and see where are your vision, your values, what do you find important or what does your learned experience tell you and how do you do things differently as a result of that? Another piece could be, um, you think that you need X, but you actually need Y. So this could be something that your ideal client thinks is really important, that is a waste of their time and they don't need it. And you moving their opinion or perspective away from that thing and onto where it actually should be. You don't need X, you need Y. If I was using my own self, for example, I might say something like, You don't need a website, you need better content. 
you don't need to pay for ads, you need better content. You, what's another thing? You don't need to do endless sales calls. You need to position yourself as an expert in your content. You see? So your authority content is you showing people why you are the one. And you can do that through a range of ways, either by bringing in your past experience and then using that to move the perspective of your ideal client away from what they're already thinking onto your way of thinking. And in doing so, positioning yourself as the one at the end of the catwalk, like, ah, you can hire me. (laughs) Because there'll be endless people that do what you do, but nobody does it like you. Your authority content is you showing that nobody does it like you and why. Yeah? So your perspective, your opinions, your unique way of doing things, it's your big dick energy. And so when we think about types of content, there's no limit to the amount of big dick energy you can bring through your content. The more the merrier. You know? Fuck humble bragging. Wait, was that the right? Uh, yeah, no, I want you to humble brag. I don't even want you to be humble about it. Fuck being humble. That's the phrase I was going for. Fuck being humble. I want you to talk about your notable achievements and to be proud of them and to stand behind them the way a man would. You know? Stop playing small. Stop trying to be comfortable. Stop trying to be palatable. Own your achievements, ladies. If you want to scale, you need to get behind what you've done. Stand loud and proud and be happy to celebrate yourself. Because girl, ain't nobody else coming to celebrate you until you learn to celebrate yourself first. (laughs) We are on a, like, whoosh. (laughs) We're on one today. Alrighty, so this is your authority piece. Lead with this. I don't actually put this in as, if you've bought my unlimited content matrix, I don't actually teach authority as a pillar in itself, because in my opinion, you should be leaking your authority through everything that you do. I want to see big dick energy in every hook. I want to see big dick energy in every time you show up on camera. I want to see big dick energy on every live. So bring this forward. This isn't a pillar, but maybe you can keep it as one for now. So authority content. Number two is problem awareness content. And this is different to pain point marketing before you get your knickers in a twist. Pain point marketing is when you just are speaking directly to someone's struggle and highlighting how much of a struggle it is and making them more aware of that problem. You're almost putting a pink highlighter over something they already knew was uncomfortable. Whereas when you're talking about problem awareness content, there is a difference and you can do this in a much better way. I'm someone that used to post a lot of, not deliberately pain point marketing, but I did used to call out a lot of people's mistakes or things they were doing wrong or ways that they could be doing better. And what it meant was like, my page became a place of, it was just a little bit overly call out. And I could feel when I was looking at my own content that there was too much of this stuff And that if you don't shape the way that it's received, it means that the end feeling that someone's going to have after absorbing your content is feeling a little bit shitter about themselves than when they arrived. And that's not really the feeling that you want people to have when they're coming to your page. And so when you think about problem awareness content, yes, we do want to highlight to people either where they're keeping themselves stuck or where they're slowing themselves down. And obviously, the more you explain what's not happening for them and why it's not happening, then you're going to position yourself as the one that can solve that problem for them. The way to 
do it in a nicer way so that they don't, they don't leave your page feeling shit is to move it. I was going to say ooze, but I was like, no, that is not the word is to move it into the solution or show the better way of doing things so that the end feeling that someone has after absorbing that content is the alternative way, the better way, or their mind is more open or inspired rather than just feeling like they've just been dug out. All right? So some examples of problem awareness posts might be, um, here's why X isn't happening yet and here's how to do it. Um, X things that are stopping you from, insert here, their desired result or goal, something that they're working towards or they want to achieve. So it might be um, five ways that are stopping you from signing five clients this month and here's what to do differently, for example. Insert a, a desired result or goal that's important for them. Show what's stopping them from being able to achieve that thing. Uh, and how they can either do things differently or it positions you as the one that can help them to get there and realize that result and make it happen for them. So that was number two is problem awareness. This is obviously always going to be important because you're going to be positioning yourself as the solution. So I don't believe that having too much problem awareness content, yes, of course, mix it in with other stuff so that you're not always problem focused. But this is the stuff that's going to catch people's attention. When we think about human psychology, people are more driven to avoid pain than they are to achieve goals. So if your content was only the positive stuff about, here's how you can uh, sign five clients this month, yes, that post will do well. But if the same post written in a problem awareness way of, here's why you haven't signed five clients this month and here's what you can do differently, because that type of post speaks to someone's problem, and we are more orientated to avoid pain than we are to gain pleasure. So the same post directed in a problem awareness format is going to capture more attention and more people will binge it than it will that same post written in a positive way. Yeah? I don't know why I have a German accent sometimes. <laughs> So that's your little uh, psychology lesson there. And this is why it's important to have a mix of frames between the positive and the negative, because people are goal orientated and they are in the avoidance of pain constantly. We're always in the pursuit of pleasure and the avoidance of pain. However, the avoidance of pain is a stronger emotional reaction. We want to avoid pain more. So this is why problem awareness content is so effective, because if you can speak to someone's like real clear clarified problem make it really custom to them especially if you can describe either the pain itself or what that's showing up like in their business and that bit is really detailed and it speaks to exactly what they're experiencing you know you only need to post one post like that and you will get inquiries if you are speaking to someone's direct pain and showing them how you can move out of it you will get inquiries if it's a good post it literally only takes one post when you're speaking to people directly. So, because that's, that's the thing, people are motivated to get out of that place. So if you're saying, I know why you're in this place, here are the reasons why you're in this place, here's how I can get you, get you out of it, people are going to come forward and be like, how can I work with you? How can I get out of it? Boom, we love. So, two more pieces of content. Number three is storytelling content. 
So this is your how I achieved X without having Y. How I did ABC in 30 days or X amount of time frame. How my client achieved X, X being a goal, without struggle. You know, something that a, a desired goal or, yeah, desired goal without perceived struggle or something they don't want to do. So that might be how my client achieved, I don't know, 1,000 followers without having to post two times a day on her feed. You know, because post times, <laughs> post twice a day is a perceived struggle. So yeah, a few storytelling examples there. The more that you can do this, the more it just creates a really nice flow in content. And honestly, storytelling content can be used everywhere. It doesn't matter if it's on your grid, on your stories, in your emails, on lives. Like this content works well everywhere. The other thing with this is that storytelling content can't be chat GPT'd. So this makes it really, really unique. So again, use this everywhere because it can't be copied. These are your own stories or your client stories. So this is content gold. And then the last one is proof. You know, what I would also say is that this can also go under any three of those headings. Because your authority content will have more of a bang if you've weaved some proof in there. Your problem awareness content will have more of a bang if you've weaved some proof in there. Your storytelling content will have more of a bang if you've weaved some proof in there. Alrighty. So yeah, your client results or your own results, your own achievements can go under all of those categories. To be honest, like they all kind of merge. (laughs) I'm going to keep them separate for this, but I will weave all of those elements together. Authority content that's from a problem awareness angle that uses storytelling in the format and wax some proof in there. Bada bing, bada boom. That's your all-star content. That shit cannot be copied. That's the stuff that people are saving. That's the people that are there inquiring with you. That's the like, okay, I need to work with her content. So there's your game. If you could weave all four of those things and do it in a bingeable design or format, girl, you are on to a winner. Okay, now I'm going to come back to the original four because I went quite deep into content now. I want to solve all your problems for you in a single episode. So we covered cash, we covered content. Number three, clients. Yeah? If you want more clients, makes sense to go get more clients. Now, from a new client's perspective, your money-making activities will be bringing new clients into your world, into your awareness, into your close proximity. These are people that are either binging your stories, they're opting into your email, they're joining your Facebook group, they're messaging you or sending you questions about things. Like, you're likely aware of these people. You don't have to be aware of these people. Of course, we can get out the blue people any any given day. So if you want new clients, focus on the things that are going to bring you new clients. But also under here is serving your existing clients. Your existing clients are your ticket to your next clients. Give your current clients an incredible experience and they will go rave about you on their platforms that will bring you new clients. So look at how you can improve your client experience with your existing clients, increase your impact and build long lasting relationships with your current and past clients. The reason why I've put this in the order that I have, I'll come on to number four in a second, is that 
part of your main character energy, part of you moving the needle forward and always doing the things in this order means that you can be focusing on your money-making activities and posting content before getting to your client work. It means that your best energy, your most inspired energy is being received by your business first and you're filling your own cup first before pouring into others. So this is why it's in this order of cash, (laughs) content, clients, and community, which we'll come on to. So you focus on your clients, you focus on going to get new clients and serving your existing clients at a high level. That can look like all things, like have a look through your client process, have a look, like do you have a drop-off rate anywhere? Do, are you following up with people after? Do you have a good offboarding process that lets people know how they can carry on working with you and upgrade with you? Do you have a good upgrade and retention rate? If you don't, absolutely fine, but let's fix that because it's five times easier to sign an existing client than it is to go get new clients. So if your focus is entirely on going to get new clients, you're actually, I mean, I'm not going to berate you because good sales activity and good habit to have, but it means that you're sleeping on a lot of potential revenue from your existing clients. Those people will want to carry on a relationship with you. If you've given them a good service, they will want to carry on with you because for them, It's a lot easier to stick with someone that you know than it is to go through the chore of having to build trust with somebody else. This is why it's so much easier to sign an existing client is that the relationship and the trust is already built. So serve your existing clients at a high level. They will want to come back and work with you. You will want, you know, assuming everyone is a perfect fit, you will want to keep them in your world because it's easier for you and it's easier for them. It's a win-win. So look at how you can be extending your client experience, your client retention, improving your relationships. And if those things aren't happening or they could be better, plug those gaps. Where are things either not you know, working as good as they could be? Or is the next offer or step not clear? Or is your like relationships not as good as they could be? Let's fix those things. Lastly is community. The reason why community is so important is that You can be doing your money-making activities, serving your clients at high level, posting content. But if your content is either very finite or you're not posting consistently enough to get a high reach and you're not serving your community, at some point you're going to come to a bottleneck in the business. And so there needs to be activities from your side that is actively growing your community so that you're consistently getting new eyes onto your profile or onto your page. These community growth activities, you need to make sure that your visibility is growing daily. You can't keep selling to the same people. You need to focus on getting in front of new eyeballs daily. So growing your community is essential to making daily sales. And this is why I've put it at the end of the core four, so that you've got your your money-making activities, you've posted new content, um, you are serving your existing clients. Then the rest of your day or, you know, whatever free time you've got in your day can be focused on growth activities. You know, this might look like either collaborating with a new coach or a new service provider, doing a live, um, new collaborations, joint masterclasses. Um, It might look like posting content that has high reach. It might look like getting your name into places that it's currently not, especially if those places are high visibility with traffic that is your ideal client strategic visibility and what I would also say is nurturing your existing community where is your community housed and how visible are you within that community where's the main place that 
people who want to know more about you and want to be closer to you, where do they go? How are you building and nurturing those relationships with people that have already found you? Is it your email list? Is it a Facebook group? Is it the people that binge your stories? Like, where do your existing community go when they want to take one extra step with you and come closer inside your world? Where are they? And how are you serving those people at a high level? Because those are likely to be your future clients. So how are you either encouraging people to take the next step with you? What is something that is either an opt-in or a low-ticket offer or just a way that you can show real value for free to your existing community? All right. So just to summarize, this is my core four framework. It's actually what we focus on inside Sold Out Society membership. Cash, content, clients, community. That's your core four framework, the four C's to grow your business. You focus on those things and you do this daily as a habit in the same way that you're like, I'm going to eat, you know, eat healthy or drink two liters of water or sleep better. Or I'm going to wake up at this time. I'm going to do the four things that grow my business daily. You know, make this a non-negotiable. Then your business will grow daily. And also you get to stay in your main couch energy because you know that you're doing the most important activities. And if you are doing these things daily, you're putting out really good content. You've got consistent cash flow coming in and you're managing your existing cash flow well. You're serving your clients at high level and your community is growing. This is where you start to see your compounding interest of efforts, compounding efforts all together day by day by day. And those efforts start to compound and your community starts to get bigger. Your content gets a wider reach. Your visibility increases your cash flow increases, your client experience increases, and it all day by day grows. Very, very exciting. And that daily growth is where you get consistent clients and consistent money coming into the business. So you have less attachment to the, how do I make money today? How do I sign clients today? And more attachment to, let me do the four business growth activities daily, and those things will happen anyway. All right, Queen, I hope that you enjoyed this. If you do want to focus more on those activities and you want to be in a community of people who are taking this action daily, hop inside the membership. This is the core four framework that we use inside the membership of people that are doing these things daily. We also have a monthly focus. So I'm recording this in February. So we've got high ticket offers in February. And then coming up in March, we have got how to leverage LinkedIn for your business. So we always have a new focus each month on top of the core four. But those trainings will stay in there so that you can be binging the daily activities, but then have a new focus for each month about how to grow the business in a different way. New strategies, up-to-date strategies, always a new thing coming in every month to keep things exciting and give you the most up-to-date strategies that are working for me, working for my clients. Uh, and yeah, always staying ahead of the trends. All right, lovelies. This is your reminder where your focus goes, your energy flows, or where your focus goes, your cash flow grows. And we like that one. <laughs> if you want more money coming into the business, focus on doing the things that make you money. All right, Queen, I'm going to drop below the link for the membership if you want to come on board and join us. You've got the option to either join monthly or annually. Um, but if you're inside the free community, all the appreciation and sending you love for being here, absolutely love when people are binging the podcast. Uh, and so I will see you inside the next episode. If you enjoyed this one, let me know. Send me a message, Sarah Buckland Coaching on Instagram. 
And I will see you inside the next episode. P.S. Happy 30! <laughs>